It's too good to be too, and welcome back to another episode. Well, that's like a little jingle you done at the start. It did, like and that. those are my emails ruining the old moment. Now it's me ruining the pod. Uh, well, welcome back, too good to be too. Sorry back. that we've had a bit of a delay yes. on the pod. Yeah, Apologies, it's trying to get our schedules in the same place at the same time. And yeah. I know I'm only two hours ahead of you, but I just feel like our schedules are wildly different. It's almost like day and night. I've suffered severely from jet lag when I got over there to Bulgaria. I did. Yeah, the three-hour flight really, really <laughs> cut you back, didn't it, Sarge? <laughs> oh, um, but we are back nonetheless. Yeah. This is like, we like are actually... wait, how many weeks have we not done it for? Is it two weeks? No, 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 no. We, we've, we missed last week, I think, yeah. Okay, I really, yeah. I, I, I actually think I need to mute my emails. <laughs> They're just oh, going off right now. Oh, look emails it is now. I was trying to be a part of the trend, oh, you know, with yeah, you. Sure. Because you're cool. Yeah. What's been what's been entertaining you this week, Sergeant, besides my absence? Um, I've got some cool things coming up which I'll discuss in the podcast Ooh. later. Um, what about you? Sorry, I thought that was an opportunity for me to have a drink. I oh, thought you were gonna take a bit longer. You're, you're huge gulping then. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, you know, you know, it's uh, it's cool to be hydrated, kids. Make sure you do that. Yeah. Stay hydrated. Yeah. yeah. Never heard that advice before. <laughs> right. Um, if I'm honest, the only thing that's been keeping me going is actually me and Sergeant have been doing a little crossover for the buddy for our buddy read. Indeed. indeed. And I know it sounds like we should be doing the podcast, but we read as a way to like have a break from other things. As yeah. a pod, is like a, it takes like a good section of the day to do. Mm-hmm. But we've been doing. We've been doing. We've been reading a book called A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. Yes, we have. Um, it's really definitely Sergeant's genre, but Sergeant likes murder mystery, and I quite like YA, so it's like a nice crossover. Yeah, Sergeant, yeah. would you like to give us a little a little Sorry, lowdown on I the book? I completely went blind. Wait, before we dive into the new book, we should give yeah. them like almost like a one minute, like a really quick review of the last book that we did as a buddy read, which was Hannah, which was Sergeant, the Thursday Murder Club Two, going by the name of The Man Who Died Twice by Richard Osman. We finally um, got the name right. Yeah, finally. <laughs> uh, let's let's quickly sum it up. A quick 10-second, 20-second review. Uh, we thought it was really good. Could, some characters didn't make sense. Slash some some pages didn't It felt like a very mixed there. bag. Like yeah. Everything had to be included. I feel like Richard Osman is trying to include everything and everybody to be inclusive. And I understand that we're in a market that does that. Yeah. I, um, prefer, pers- I preferred the first one I did. See, I preferred... The second one, only because, really? and I'm going to admit this as a as a very you know passionate reader. I'm going to I will admit this now. When I read the first book, Sergeant was very passionate about, it and he was like, "Had to oh, read it's so amazing," good. and it's Sergeant's favorite genre of books, so murder mystery so slash thriller. But I was kind of at a place where I was using it as an escape from revision, mm. and I kind of felt like it was like, oh, all right, I'll just read this then. So I didn't think I approached it with the same enthusiasm. Oh, so okay, I never okay. and. I did that again with a book called The Summer Job that you recommended. But, you know, after I sort of correct, because I was using it as like a break from from like uni stuff. Yeah. And I finished it about three weeks ago and I've still yet to write the review. Um, I realised that I shouldn't use books in that way. I should use it as a look forward to reading. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's probably why I enjoyed Thursday Murder Club 2 rather than Thursday Murder Club 1. However, yeah. did you not feel it had a very Hollywood-esque kind of vibe to the book or was yeah, it just me? to me that doesn't to me it didn't it didn't keep the same authenticity the first one had because okay essentially the book is about um elderly individuals elderly individuals who 
uh, try and bust crime cases and they look over old cases that they can hopefully solve and in this one they solve a new case but like you just said it had like a Hollywood feel whereas the, the first one you could it's not that you could I don't know it just it, it was more close-knit it more was cozy, more close-knit the first one. and yeah it was more cozy and you could tell it was definitely like elderly people Whereas in this new one, he tried to make them into some kind of, I don't know. Some just, kind of Mission Impossible level yeah, individuals. And, that, and like, what was it needed. needed in my opinion, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, book two, yeah, book two was, I think it was all right. Number one was better and I preferred book two. Um, um, because that, the only reason I preferred number two is quickly before we sort of draw a line under Thursday Murder Club is because yeah. when I read books, and Sergeant does the same thing, I think, I imagine them as either famous characters or people that I know playing those characters. So I kind of, I bring it to life in my head. I'm quite I'm quite visual in that sense. Yeah. Same. So I think that that's the reason why I felt like this could be commissioned for a film because the first one is, is. a correct sergeant. Yeah. It's been commissioned. Is it for a film yeah. or for a series? For a film, yeah. So that's why I'm wondering whether he knew thinking I've got a deal for the writers thinking I've got a deal for the first film. So if the second is more film like, will I get? Will the second one be commissioned for a mm. film? That's what it is. Yeah. That's that's my theory. I don't know if that's correct. But Richard Osman did a great job nonetheless. So I'm not yeah. going to take anything away from that. And the new book that we're now reading is called Henna. A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. By who? Holly Someone. Jackson. Holly Jackson. Holly <laughs> J. Yeah, because we know her like that. Yeah. You know, that's, that's how we roll. Holly J. Um, but a quick description of the book is about a girl who is... Uh, she was... Is it her EQ? Was it EQP? EPQ, Extended e- Project Qualification. Yeah. It's, it's like a qualification you do at A-level in England where it's like it's like a standalone project that you take upon yourself to research and it's obviously submit to the exam board and they can give you a grade for it so it's yeah. kind of having an extra grade pretty much so it's about a girl doing her E is it PQ? EPQ yeah EPQ EPQ yeah. trying to prove the innocence of uh, an individual who is accused of murder in the book um, what about how many pages in? just under 100 just under maybe 100 it's going really well um, mm. if I'm honest uh, to our listeners, um, the reason I wanted to read this book because I had it on my TBR, so to be read list, and I know that that Sergeant's had it um, on his sort of list for a while. Now you want to read it was the main character, um, or the character who's been investigated as the possible murderer. Yeah. His name is Sal Singh, which is really surprising for us because we have never seen yeah. anybody with any kind of South Asian representation, let alone Punjabi or Sikh references. Yeah. So that's why for us it was quite big to actually see, you know, like, you know, like actual signposting to people mm. from our community, basically. Yeah. So, so that's that's pretty cool. So I, I think that's part of the reason we read it. And there is consistency with the names of um, the other characters, because like, Sal's brother is called uh, Ravi, R-A-V-I, so Rav. It's, you know, like Rav, like Rav Singh from BBC One, like yeah. that. Um, so it's, an, it's quite nice to, to sort of see consistency and not just sort of like... Um, just like cherry picking bits from our culture, which has been nice. Because if I'm honest, I've actually not read any books with South Asian or Desi representation, but I'm yet mm. to. Same. Um, yeah, it's a good mm. book. Highly recommend it. We'll put a picture up on the Instagram if you want to see that. Yeah, it's actually got really good reviews. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm yet re- to see in, one that doesn't. In have the book community, yeah. is huge, isn't it? In your Bookstagram yeah. community. Yeah, just in, as her book is. And did mm. you, Sergeant? Did you not say he was telling me before the pod just now that there's another book afterwards, right? Yeah, there's there's two more books. So the the second one is out, and then the third one comes out next year. So also, oh, so this one came out like a year or so ago. This, this one came out in 2016, I think. So oh, so it's actually quite oh okay. Yeah, it's slightly older. Um, yeah. I mean, you started uni in 2016 to put that in context. Oh, oh my god, yeah. Uh, so wait, that's let quite me just quickly let me just quickly Google that to make sure that I am saying that. 
I feel um, like this is this is evidence of the fact that we should have researched a little better before yeah. the pod. <laughs> I, but you know, I yeah. I actually really enjoy buddy reading because it's something I come across on Instagram that like a lot of other books. Oh, sorry, I got that completely it. wrong. Twenty nineteen. Well, that's still kind of you know time ago. God, we've really got to get these things yeah. right. We make a lot of mistakes. And, and what's crazy about the the book as well is that the author is really young. So is you, she? Yeah, you'd expect like a yeah, she's really young. Um, How old is she? Uh, I don't know. Oh God, I, mean, I shouldn't have asked yeah, that. We really, we really should have. Uh, she was born in nineteen ninety two. So she's my age. Yeah. Oh, you think I'm really young? Actually, no, but that's no, older. That's know. older than me. Oh, she's twenty nine. She's twenty nine. That, um, that's that, that that's older than me. That's okay. And to have written three books, I think that's that's crazy. Because wow. usually the authors authors of these kind of books are usually like older, aren't they? Mm, yeah. Um, but I yeah. suppose it is YA, so young adult, so it's yeah, not YA true, fiction. Yeah. But we will keep you posted, like Sergeant said. Good Girls Guide to Murder. If you read it, let us know. If you've not, give by, it a gander on Goodreads or Amazon. By Holly Jackson, please. We are not uh, being paid for yeah. this. We simply like the book. I wish we <laughs> so. were, but yeah. <laughs> um. Actually, I recently finished. I've won a real book fest, aren't we, Tosaji? Yeah, no. Um, I, I feel just like finished just a book. going to skip this part of the podcast just because I don't know about books. No, that's not true. I'd love to think we have readers who listen to us, you know, yeah. mum, etc. Um, <laughs> um, I've just finished a book called Not a Happy Family by a writer called Shari Lapin. I hope I'm saying that right. Sergeant recommended her to me. Yeah. She's a murder mystery and thriller writer. Absolutely fantastic. If I met the woman, I'd shake her right hand. Honestly, yeah. I thought it was that fantastic. I'm very rarely bowled over by book in the way that I talk about it to everybody, and I can't shut up about this book. So it's to give you a quick lowdown. It's basically about three very um, very well off affluent children who go to their parents' house. Their parents obviously are quite well off for Easter dinner, which is on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Obviously Easter Sunday, and on Monday morning they're found dead, and nobody knows who did it and how it happened. And it's basically seeing a family fall apart and it's kind of well, not fall apart but it's like you see alliances made you see old and new people come out of the woodwork aunts and uncles and cousins and stepchildren and it is a really fantastic book as in i stayed up all night to finish it because i couldn't bear the thought of waiting till tomorrow to have to read the end you were, pretty much, addi- you were pretty much addicted yeah to I, I was yeah, yeah as in that's that's like my you know how that time when you said you were addicted to fifa yeah this is my thing yeah. this book is Phenomenal. Sergeant Sergeant's read some of some of Shari Lapner's other books. Yeah. So that's where really I got good. the recommendation from. All any all of the books that I've read have been really, really good. So another off that I recommend is Shari Lapner. So not a happy family. It's a five star read from me. Yeah. Um I've not really just moving on a little, I've not really met read too many books about like family dynamics because they don't tend to really interest me. But mm. I've heard about a book called We Are the Brennans and I it's set in Ireland and it's like a family dynamics. So I kinda of I was want about to, see to what say that about. isn't that like a really Irish surname, Brennan? Yeah, uh, excuse the accent. <laughs> Anybody who listens to this, and we actually that listeners in Ireland, really do we bad not? Accent as well. Oh my god, the yeah. Irish accent is just is phenomenal. Like Irish it's loved everywhere. Cool. Yeah. So, I get getting it right is quite difficult. Um, yeah. Although I did, I, I learned that to say welcome in obviously, I think yeah, Gaelic is that right? Yeah, it's uh, Fulcher. I learned that from one of my Irish friends. Fulcher, so, yeah. that'd be that's quite a cool name. Yeah, Fulcher. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm. I'm probably gonna that's continue a, that's my a reading for like a for um like an animal, like a pet. I knew you were gonna say that. Like Fulcher the cat. The what dog. about what about cat boy? Cat boy for a cat. <laughs> right. No, for yeah. a rabbit. Just like. Right. Yeah, and if it's a female cat, and you're calling it cat boy, cat girl. Cat, that's gonna that's gonna confuse it. Yeah, no, no one call, I don't think I don't think anyone calls their actual pet by what they actually called her by the name of it. 
I thought well, I thought mean, I, I mean, I, come over here. Don't I sometimes call you bro when I'm feeling cool, you know? No, you don't. You, <laughs> no, you I never don't. called me that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know I'm going with this. But uh, just before we round off our book chat, do you know something I've actually wanted to try is reading fantasy books? I've yeah. never read a fantasy book. I mean, the closest I've come know, to is Harry Potter. They seem really good, but I just don't, I could never see myself reading one. However, okay. the film June just came out, which has received such high reviews and number two has already been announced and apparently the book is amazing it's actually three parts isn't it is it yes yeah, so it is three parts because there's the film is in three parts oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. so the, the first film i saw it actually and it's very introductory um because i'm really not into fantasy but my yeah, friend my, my friend and i who saw it he's very much into it mm. so then he kind of explained to me because there's some parts where they speak like um arabic yeah. Um, just like a few words here and then. Obviously, I, we don't speak Arabic, so um, it was quite nice to have a little translator on hand. Mm. But it, it's very much something that me and Sajan wouldn't normally watch. But I can say somebody who doesn't really consume anything of the fantasy genre that I really, really liked it. Um, but also, Zendaya is in it, and she's really she's loved, huge. isn't she? Yeah, and Timothy Chalamet, he's playing the new Willy Wonka, which is mad. Oh, yeah, he's your. Yeah. Oh, I was wondering who told me he's, he's Willy Wonka. Mm. It was you. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, when is that out? Do you know? Um, I'm not sure. Next uh, year, as in maybe? like, yeah, probably. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet is like the flavor of the month, isn't he? He's I'm huge. Flavor of the yeah. Year. Where's he from? Mm. I can't even remember. Off the top of my head, I'm trying to remember where is... he's from. Do you not feel like he's got a very? What's oh, I don't know. Do you, do you kind of feel like he's everyone's cup of tea? I feel like I'm using a lot of food references here. Cup of um, tea. No, I just, I just like, think he, he he just has the look to be an actor, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. As as in like, he's very pretty, but he's got very masculine features. Also, I've heard that he speaks word perfect French. I've heard that he's absolutely fantastically fluent in French. Really? Yeah, I feel like I know such random things about those random people. He's and did you know his random. parents are called Mark and Nicole? That's another random no, fact. Yeah. But um, the, I think I think we all know that now. Car <laughs> Sergeant. Not gonna lie. Mark Chalamet and Nick and Nicole Chalamet sound really boring compared to Timothy Chalamet, and he's got he an sounds accent famous. on the E as well in his name, which makes yeah, it because... even better. Is it Timothy? Oh God, I hate. Oh, it better not be. I'm gonna feel terrible. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> no, don't. Oh no. Um, Mate, we're gonna get cancelled. I hope that's not a thing. Do you think he goes by Tim Shaw, or just Timmy? Timmy Shaw. Oh, maybe Timmy Boy, like your cat. Timmy C. Tim Boy. <laughs> I feel like we've just desecrated the guy's name. Yeah. Like the, he, he, he is a fantastic actor. Yeah. I've, I've only seen him in Dune, and I've seen him in. Actually, no, tell a lie. I saw him in Call Me by Your Name. It is amazing. So, um, my one of my friends, Zaki, listener of the pod, shout out Zaki. Shout out Zaki. Uh, um, Zach Mundo. He yeah. was the one who introduced me to the film Call Me by Your Name. We watched it together like a couple of years ago, and. Um, do you know what? I can't explain it. Do you know what? Sergeant, I'll, I'll just watch it and then maybe you could do a little review next week or the week okay. after on the pod. I'll honestly, watch it. I, I will, yeah. It's, it's, it's moving in a different kind of way. I don't know. It's, it's a very moving film. Mm. But yeah the, yeah, the reason why I was talking about Dune is because my, my barber, Dan, shout out Dan, he was talking oh, to me about Oh, Danny it. boy. Yeah. <clears throat> Sergeant, why don't, why don't you tell us about your dynamic with Dan? Because that's something I really want to get to, that uh, I want to get to. Dan has become one of my very close friends. He has... Your, your confidant, yeah, if you will. Yeah, my confidant. No, I've known... <laughs> Dancing. Most of your adult life. Yeah. Um. I got, basically I get my beard done by him, but I've, I got my beard. The very first time I got my beard done was for prom when I was sixteen. Is that? Uh... Yeah. Actually, no. You, yeah. you were fifteen. You were fifteen Fif- at the time 15, because you're one of the youngest 16. in the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm now twenty three. So you know, do the maths. Um, yeah, because so, I was not yeah, going to. 
<laughs> What's that? Um, seven, eight years? Yeah, no, I'm no. I go down every two weeks to get my beard done. But yeah, we mostly like talk about like we probably just talk about anything. But we always end up talking about movies or books. And he was he said to go see uh, June because it's really really good. Apparently, it's amazing. Yeah. But Sergeant's loyalty to his barber knows no bounds yeah. because, Sergeant, why don't you tell the podcast? It's not every two weeks, isn't it? Every week when no, you lived in Birmingham. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. when I moved to Birmingham for university. I had to find a new barber <laughs> because I couldn't keep on going back to Bristol. Um, but I found that there was, there's a branch in Birmingham called King's Barbers. We are not we are not advocating for that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, they're a franchise. They're all around Birmingham. And then I went to. I went to the store, I went to the branch like 20 minutes away from my university and I got I got my beard done by this guy called Yasser. And he done it he done it really, really good. Not as good as Dan, but he done it good. Um, and then the next week when I went back, it turns out that guy didn't work there and they had no trace of who this guy was. So, <laughs> which is insane. Um, I, got, I remember you told me this. I, I just, thought you were making yeah, it up. I, th- I, was, I thought they were joking. I thought they were like putting my leg. I was like, no, Yasser, you know, the, guy, the bald guy. He done my beard yeah. the other week. Like, where is he? He doesn't... Does, what, what days is he in? He's like, no, we have no idea who that is. He doesn't work here. That's so... Because so, you have to book an appointment through their head office, yeah, don't you? Yeah, you have to book an appointment through them. Yeah, so I'm like... Oh, my God. I'm like, was I imagining it? Did this guy just rec- get up and randomly... Do you reckon, like some, like, some rando just came off the street and started shaving That's you? That's what I'm saying, saying. But the thing is, he done it really good. So wherever that guy is, I don't know, it's annoying. Shout out, Sergeant wants his beard... When Sergeant gets married, he'll have his beard done from Yasser, the, the mystical beard man. Yeah, the imaginary father. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, like that, that whole like Mr. Magoria's Wonder Emporium. That's like where Sergeant. So I was like, I went to film. the. That's a good film. I, is it good? I've not yeah, seen it. That's a really good film. God, we're on a, a film book fest, yeah. aren't we? Men, men, talking about like beards and you know, barbers and all that. Men's so men's grooming. Is, men's grooming is huge now. Do you know what? It's a booming industry. I mean, that's yeah. that's your obviously that's your area, <clears> profession, <throat> like professional like professional opinion. But I mean, professional. I don't know the word yeah. is. So, Sergeant, are you an avid groomer? I don't. I don't want to put it that way. I do. I am into men's. Oh, I'm into. Oh, I don't have to word this now. I do yeah. like getting my beard done regularly, and I do like face washes and face masks, face masks, and all that. But um, I think that's a good thing. I feel like that. I feel like we. I feel like we've now normalised men actually taking care of themselves. Like I think it's a good thing. Yeah, because before it was like, oh, you've you've got a face mask on. You're, yeah. yeah, only girls do only that. Only girls it's a very do that. Narrow yeah, that opinion. yeah, it's so silly, but it's huge mm. now. Everyone does it. Yeah, I mean, well, most men, I think. Yeah. So I, I, I think if men want to groom, let them do it. Like, let them be women do it. Yeah. What, what's yeah, your favourite uh, thing to do with when it comes to grooming? This sounds really um, dodgy now, doesn't it? Do you know what I used to... It sounds really weird. You know I used to like, like having your beard done regularly? Yeah. I went through a phase of really wanting my eyebrows done quite, done quite frequently. And I, when I moved to Sophia, I found this amazing woman who does my eyebrows. And I, obviously it's kind of thing where was, I didn't Was she want imaginary to... like Yasser the Barber? Was she real? No, she wasn't. But I'm going to tell you something a little different about my. <laughs> I didn't think I would ever be telling this story. Um, she, her, and her husband own this sort of eyebrow bar that does you know, like pedicures, manicures, the whole lot. And I went there, and um, it was my birthday. So I said, I just I've grown them a lot, so I just want them done nicely because it's, it's my birthday. And, I, and, the, and the owner's wife was like, Oh, I'll do them if you want. Saying you know, like done it proper, like done it done really nicely. Yeah. Fantastic woman, faultless. I've been going to her for a good three sort of years until the pandemic hit. Obviously, they've had to close, and just after they opened when they started easing because bulgaria did really well in terms of covid measures um just when we started easing our measures here um i was like oh it's actually it, i think we had like 
I don't know what it was. It was like a uni kind of like project presentation thing, and I wanted to look a bit bit better. Mm. So I went to go and have them done, and so then I said, I, I said to her, I said, I'm really happy you're here. Thanks to your eyebrows. And she goes, Oh, you you won't be seeing me after this. And I was like, Oh, are you guys closing the shop? And she was oh like, um, Don't tell anybody. I'm actually running away from my husband. Her husband stood like five feet away at the oh counter. Oh my god! And what? she's like, Oh, what? and so she told me she was moving to Sweden, and I was like, Like a whole other country, hell? not. And so she was like, oh, are you, this is the last time I'll be doing your eyebrows. Thank you for being I, a good customer. I, I did was like, not see, see this coming I didn't, at all. What? And so she was like, can you, can you not tell anybody? And I was like... I thought you were going to say she's moving like, to another store or I don't know. No, she's if sh- she would have, I, I would have gone there to her. Or she's shaving half her head, I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, anything but this, wow. yeah. Wow. So um, so honestly, and, ever, and then... So we went back into lockdown two weeks later and I, that was last year, last year, August time. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. Uh, last year, August. Yeah, so, so we sort of went into a pandemic mm. mid twenty twenty. Then we came out of it here because we had exams and things in COVID measures, and that's when I had it done was my eyebrows. And then I've not I've not been back for a year. So maybe if I walk down past the store, maybe if she's still there, maybe she didn't go. But obviously, I'm not going to say anything. That's not my business. That's mad. Oh my God. Yeah. So um, well, I mean, it, hopefully, hopefully she's they, safe and sound. They don't listen to the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we do hope she's safe and sound. Yeah. Wherever you <laughs> but... are, we're watching you. <laughs> oh my god! Actually, Sergeant told me something which ruined my childhood. Yeah. So, um, tr- trigger warning: if you don't want your childhood ruined, fast forward twenty seconds. Uh, what's that song Sergeant... called again? Um, uh... Sergeant, you know what the song is called. So, every so. By Sting. Yeah, the every step, the every every breath you take by no, the by the police. Yeah, but Sting is a part of the police. Okay. Um... So, yeah, that's song. Well, I'll read out a few of the lyrics. So it starts oh, with, every breath you take and every move you make, every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. Oh, every, every single day and every word you say, every game you play, every night you stay, I'll be watching you. Turns out the song is about stalking someone, which I had no idea until the other day. And there you have it. And too I'll, good to be too, yeah, ruining your childhood. That so- when that song was used in movies, it was always used for like, an know, emotional like, an kind emotional of way. kind of uh, stance or like something something to do with heaven or you know like happy mm. times but I didn't know that insane that it's actually about stalking well it's weird to think that we sang that in a school assembly for one of our leaving teachers yeah. so um, there you go wow. we're so a bunch weird. of stalkers so I know weird. But do you know what? A lot of things have deeper meaning that we don't really know. And because they become popularised, it kind of, it gets dissociated from the original meaning and people just start singing the lyrics and making videos and, you know, do you reckon, remixes. Do you reckon that that would that cringe your teacher out that was leaving? I don't, well, I mean, we were in year four, so did that, <laughs> that she, she was having That a, would make me cringe. I'd say don't sing any song, just just let me go and move on to the okay, next so job. On, on the odd matter of cringe, Sergeant, what was the last thing that made you cringe? Well, probably that. <laughs> If I was in that assembly, that would be cringe. Oh, well, because I told you about it. (laughs) Oh, God. I actually want to talk about cringe, actually, because you reminded me. Um, Oh, God. No, I've got... So what I was thinking was, sometimes I think people avoid things because they think it's going to make them cringe. And I think we might start to limit ourselves if we've not already. Mm. Sometimes I think somebody might not want to wear an outrageous shirt to work or, you know, like or dye their hair a fun colour because it might make somebody cringe or yeah. they might not want to say something or be expressive or tell somebody how they feel. Sorry, that was updates on my laptop, that noise. Um, because they're like, oh God, I'm going to cringe, I'm going to make somebody cringe or it's cringe worthy. And I just feel like cringe is, 
not as necessary as it used to be. And I think that people overdo it and they're like, oh, that made me cringe. Like, I really hate when people say things make them cringe. Same. Because I don't really register cringe as an actual, like, an actual thing. I just can't. It's funny, though. Cringe is a myth. Cringe is a myth. I'm done. Hand it out. Cringe is a myth. Quote of the day. Cringe is a myth. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, God. But you know one, one thing that does cringe me out? This is actually serious now. You know, Go on, then. You know Hit the, me with the it. Nusrit guy? When he went, oh, you know, the salt bay salt man. Bay guy, um, okay. He went viral from cutting some meat up and slapping it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Best literally, description literally. of Nusra. And now he's like a multi-millionaire. He has his restaurants all the way around the world. Mm. Um, but when I just find it a bit cringe when you know when he cut like he dices the meat up and then he'll put the salt yeah. on it and then he'll yeah. feed the customer. That. Oh, is that yeah. part of the experience, or is that by yeah. choice? No, that's that? a part. Of it. I think it's optional, but I think he needs you to does that. And then he'll dangle like a piece of oh, meat God. like above you until like you oh. eat it like a dog. It's really weird. Like, that, I tell you, I, t- I tell you, who hate that. That's really dad. Dad would hate that. I think dad, dad would. Like would that. No, dad would have a kid, and he'd never want to do that. Yeah. Well, what, do oh, you, what do you think of this this sort of guy though? Do you think? Because um, you know, oh God, I don't want to be characters. People have been posting their receipts from that, and it was like forty four pounds for four red bulls which is wow yeah what's your take on it <sighs> excuse me um so long ago, you think it's a complete um, waste of money which i think it is or i think if, or if you if you were like if you were really really rich would you dine there i'll be honest with you people just go to say they've been yeah. to say they've done the experience you know you know you know how people might want to go for like an experience day and like people are like, oh i went for tea or something called i i walked the o2 that's the newest, biggest thing for people who've obviously got a lot of disposable income. It's like, oh, I actually dined at one of Nusrat's you know, restaurants. Yeah. And you're a fair play to the guy. I think he, I mean, in your opinion, is, he, is Nusrat a brand? Is that the correct statement? I don't know. Essentially, yeah. Like, shout out to him. Like, he came from, yeah. he had a really poor background and now he's like a multi-millionaire. So, like, I'm not discouraging so, his work yeah, in, same. in any way. Like, kudos to him for doing kudos it. Kudos to him. But um, I just think, I think the prices are robbery. Like, it's insane. Extortionate. Yeah. Because I, I think, I, I, I don't think he in himself is like not cool or like not great or like yeah. he's great at what he does but I think people are from posting their receipts and making him seem like a very exclusive brand I think people are gonna put the bad kind of like kind of like, almost like a bad kind of shine a bad light on him and what mm. he does because I also thought he was quite cool to begin with but now knowing that oh, he's got restaurants it's fantastic like, you know like in was it yeah, Dubai or in Istanbul he's and everywhere. in all sorts yeah so it's in fair play to the guy like he's having his his five minutes in the sun but I do think that people only want to go so they've gone like if only they'd appreciate because I think he is a real passion for what he does as evident in what he does. Yeah. But I think he wants people to experience food in the way that he sees it and feels it, but they're just using it as a way to say, basically clout, is that the right term? Yeah. To say I've been. But I mean, I, I don't really want to be fed meat by him either, if I'm going to be honest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't. Yeah, it's, it's, weird. it's really weird. I'll send it to you after. Uh, really, e- really e- equally don't. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> But I feel like he's he's taken he's taken grilling meat to a whole new like you know level. So fair mm. play to the guy. Actually, on the topic of food, which I feel like I, I say that every week, um, as you know, I'm basically the Bake Off consultant, self-elected on the podcast because mm. nobody else auditioned for the role. Yeah, <laughs> no, no one else signed up for it either, or uh, <laughs> or it was not it was not advertised anywhere, and I just took it by default. <laughs> it was actually advertised in house. It was internal <laughs> vacancy. <laughs> Um, I absolutely love the Bake Off and I watch it with one of my friends and we I, I think it's been like last week we have a weekly chat so I have a weekly chat with my friend Fikra shout out Fikra shout out Fikra 
uh, who will be a listener of the pod. Fake <laughs> yeah. ramen noodles. Carry on. Great. When she listens to this, I hope she loves that you did that with her name. Yeah. So great. <laughs> so, um, we discuss it, and I discuss this obviously with her. Freya, who I don't want to read for people, who is a contestant on the, on the Bake Off. I can't tell you whether she's gone or not because people might be behind. I don't know. I don't want to be the person who breaks the news. But Freya's, Freya's <clears> a vegan, and she did incredibly well to do a lot of vegan bakes and Paul Hollywood did admit she made her job harder for herself but she did a great job doing it. Mm. But there was a, there's, I think it was the signature task, I think it is, I always forget the name of the tasks, where she was made to cook with like, like, ve- like non-vegan items like oh, eggs wow. and milk. And I, I mean... It's going against her beliefs. Well, yeah. It is going against, and, and the, it is going against her beliefs and I believe that the show received a lot of backlash and off-com complaints. Mm, I can imagine, yeah. Um, so what, what do you make of that? Do you think that just because she was baking it, she wasn't consuming it, it's fine? Or do you think that they should have got her vegan alternatives? But I've heard that there, could, there was no vegan alternative because eggs were necessary to the recipe. I mean, they, they were like... It, like I guess uh, if there were no alternatives, them. then I'm sure she could adapt. Um, however, she, if she does... If she is a vegan, that is, that is quite bad for... Yeah, for yeah I, thought, I actually felt quite bad because like, she was yeah. already doing such amazing things and doing it because obviously I can't have dairy so th- seeing going to a vegan cafe means I can eat things on the menu so if Freya can do all that with vegan stuff I'm, I'm not a vegan obviously not being able to dairy it was amazing the things that she created yeah that's kind of sad sad really mm. I think sad, I mean ba- bake times. off do better bake off do better is what I'm saying that should be the hashtag hashtag bake off do better I know honestly I, I actually think I might start some kind of internet rage I might yeah. start trending yeah, but you know what else is trending right now, which has been trending, which started trending at the start of lockdown. And the start, oh, okay, wow, and what, is it re-trending again, or? It's always trending, it's trending more than ever. Oh, you do you know, know I didn't, really, uh, that I'm not really on the internet. Okay. That's why I've got, that's why I got a bookstagram, Eyes of a Reader hit me up, go. <laughs> the Sopranos is trending more than ever. Oh, you love The Sopranos. Yeah. Favourite series ever, hands down. Of all time. Um, hands there up. Was a, at the start of lockdown, there was a huge spike and it being rewatched multiple times, okay. and even the creators of the show have said um, the gen- younger generations now have watched it more than the people that are watching it back then, and they appreciate it no way. way more. Yeah, which is insane. I've, this, I'm rewatching the series at the moment. Um, I've, you love it. I've you love everything it. about it. It's like hands down my favorite series ever, and I and I listen to the Sopranos. What is it that keeps you that keeps you entertained? If you do, I've never seen it, so I'm asking as a as somebody who's never seen it. I don't know. I guess it's just like. Just really good storylines. It's relatable on some levels. It it covers a lot of areas that you wouldn't expect a mafia show to cover. Mm. Um, that being, you know, heartbreak, stress, uh, family. Wow. Just okay. e- everyday stuff that people that people experience, but they they do it in such a way which is incredible. it's very eloquently like, done. Yeah, it's just the is well written. Actors are great, the performances. And I listen to the Sopranos podcast as well, which is where they do a deep dive of every single episode. And they wow. invite special guests on from the show that were on the show. Um, and they interviewed them, how they got into the Sopranos, you know, what were their first acting jobs, how were they recruited. Uh, just they do like a whole so deep a real dive. deep dive. Yeah, of like nice. behind the set. Like I found out so many like cool things about the Sopranos I didn't know. Um, and I'm also next year going to the Sopranos talk with three of the main characters, which I can't wait. It's in June next year, which is a, it's a few days after my birthday actually. So oh, yeah. so that, that, that it's gonna be like an extension of your birthday. Yeah, it's called Talking Sopranos, and it's with three of the main characters. I can't wait. I'm really really excited. Wow. I'm really really excited. Can I? Yeah. Can I? Although I've not got a ticket because obviously I'm, it's not really my thing. <clears throat> can I dress up as like your bodyguard and sit sit in the car outside, just yeah. like fun? Yeah, you can do that. I, I don't think anyone will see you there if you're in the car outside. 
I I plan to get out of the car and open the door for you, <laughs> obviously. Duh. You should dress up as one of the seats and sit behind me. Great. Great. Or maybe I can get like a fake earpiece and I can like, or don't get a real earpiece and chat to my dad whilst you're in there. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure no one will get scared of seeing that. Great. Yeah, watch out for the girl outside in the car talking to herself in the earpiece. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> terrifying, uh, okay. Um, oh, God, right. I was, on another note, I was reading this article the other day about a woman who found a diamond that was worth two million. Where did she find it? I'll explain that to you now. Uh, I'll read out a few of the lines from the article. So, the article is called, the, well, it's in, the headline is, Pensioner discovers diamond bought in car boot. Uh, is worth two million. So wow, yeah, car boot. a pensioner is set for two million windfall after discovering a diamond the size of a pound coin in her own home. The woman who's in her seventies and wants to remain anonymous had been clearing out her house in Northumberland when she came across what she thought was a co- was a costume jewelry stone, um, so like a fake one essentially. Yeah. Um, she then took it to an auctioneer. Uh, thinking nothing, you know, we won't be worth anything, only to find out it's worth two million. Um, and she got it from a car wow. boot sale, yeah. And the, this is what I wonder, I wonder his car boot, like who, who owned it before. Sorry, carry on. Uh, the auction, this is this is a quote from the auctioneer saying, The lady came in with a bag of jewelry as she thought she would bring it in as she was passing because she had another appointment in town. Um, it had been in a box along her wedding band and a number of low value uh jewelry items. Um, also says, we saw quite a large stone, bigger than a pound coin, and I thought it was a cubic zirconia, which is a synthetic diamond look-like, so essentially like a fake version mm. of a diamond. Yeah. Um, it sat on the guy's desk for two or three days until he used it on the diamond tester. And then uh, Mr. Lane, who is the jeweller, he said, uh, the gem was actually sent to the company's partners in London, who referred it to experts in Antwerp in Belgium. Wow. And then it was then confirmed that it was a legitimate 34 carat stone worth 2 million. How oh my crazy God. is that? And it's up for auction on 30th of November and it's being held in London's Hatton Garden Jewelry Quarter um, until the auction. Imagine Hatton Garden's been robbed once already, so they need uh, to watch out. Thanks for you know, completely destroying the whole story. That's but, amazing. Um, oh my God. Yeah, it says the woman here, she's always visited car boot sales and bought trinkets, but never thought. No thought Anything she'd come across there. a real diamond. Two million just sat I like, there. Oh I like God. the fact that she's remained anonymous. I, I think it's a good thing for she's her She's in her 70s as well. So what do you think she'll do with that money? Give it to grandkids, her kids? Is she Go on any? holidays? Go on do holiday, some... yeah. Maybe do like things she's always wanted to do. Skydiving. Skydiving grannies. I've seen, have, you, have you seen the skydiving granny? The, the, there's a woman who does that where she's been... I think she's like 90. She's been challenging herself uh, to do things that she was scared of doing most of her life. But, um, oh, wow. Can, um, she, she was kind of she was kind of training a couple of years ago. It's probably way to remember it. But um, back to this lady, the seventy-year-old pensioner yeah. who's got they had this two million pound diamond. Can you imagine if there was times in her life where she may have been hard up for money, yeah, and she didn't know that she was quite literally sitting on two hundred. Yeah. I mean, two million pounds. That's wow. mad. I wonder I'd how she'll saying, go for auction. Yeah. So, well, on the thirtieth of November, we'll, we'll Google it and see how much she goes for. God, hopefully, that'd be really interested. Hopefully, we have a podcast that day. Well, I mean, at some point that week. Yeah. <laughs> but man, maybe but... me and Sergeant will, will, will go live to the auction, and I'll bring my earpiece, and we can communicate. Yeah. Sergeant could be the buyer we'll, on the we'll phone. We'll set up a laptop and uh, a microphone too, at the back, oh. just making a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> live podcasting. Two, two million pounds, mad. By two, good to be two. Then by accident, by... Sergeant bids for it. Yeah. Great. <laughs> 
Uh, welcome back to Seg Two. How do you feel, Hannah, about Seg Two? I'm I'm feeling in the most Seg Two mood ever. I don't know what that means, really. Mic closer. That's better. Um, yes, we have a question. We only have one question this week, unfortunately, but it's a good one. It's a really good one. Yeah, that's with the question, Sarge. So this question actually comes from Germany. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and I looked up our, you know, our um, where our listeners pod come from. Yeah, our pod stats, where our listeners come from. And we've actually got a following in Germany, in Hessen, to be more precise. Oh, so, so this from so possibly somebody who, well, yeah, somebody who listens to well, us. Hope, Carry yeah, on. Yeah. So <gasps> this is really exciting. This, okay. this question comes from Agatha. Um, great name, by Do the way. Do you think it's Agatha? Probably, it might yeah. be. Like, yeah, Agatha, so. like Agatha Christie. I don't know yeah. anyway. um, the question says, Hello from Hessen, Germany. Uh, I've recently started my new job in Frankfurt. Well, done on a new job. Uh, so every morning I buy a pretzel to eat at my desk. <clears throat> I want to ask, what is your favourite food to have in the morning? Oh, uh, Sergeant, my, do you want to go first? Mine or? would be, what I've recently have been having is uh, yoghurt with raspberries and like a bit of honey and some chia seeds. That's been my thing lately. So basically overnight oats? No, no, not overnight oats because no, there's no oats oh. involved. And I don't, <laughs> it's no, it's yeah. an oat-free situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's free um, okay. of oats. It's free of oats. <laughs> Uh, it's like gluten-free, dairy-free, yeah. oat-free. Okay. I just want to go back to the question. Does she think? Does she buy this this pretzel as a celebration thing for her new job? Every morning? No, because didn't you say that she? Really it says every morning, job. I buy a, I buy a pretzel. Is what they? Yeah. Is what Agatha or Agatha said. Yeah. I think that it's like on the work, like on the go, like you know yeah. how you buy like a donut edgy. or a pastry or something. Yeah. That's pretty cool. A pretzel. That's pretty sick. What, um, what do you have in the morning then? What's I'm your go-to? terrible. Um, oh God, this is, do you know what? I, I really wasn't prepared for such a great question. Sorry, Agatha. Um, if I'm honest, I like cereal. I'm a cereal gal yeah, all the cereal's way through. Yeah, cereal's good, cereal's good. Um, I'm currently being a 15 year old and having like cinnamon cereal because I'm just really enjoying my life oh, right now. So yeah. Didn't that put you on Cinnamon those? cereal milk. Yeah, because I think once me and you had churro cereal and then because yeah. we tried it that time, it was like yeah. a one-off. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah, that is a question. That was really, that was a really, really quick segment. No, but I like, it was nice. Yeah. I like I like I like that question. It was great. So, was hello question, from yeah. us yeah. to the people of Hessen. Yeah, thank I don't you know for coming in. More, more, more questions, please. We love them. Um, yes. Anyway, that is an episode. Hannah, can you take us out, please? It's been a long one, but I've been Hannah and he's been Sergeant, and yes. we've been too good to be too. Yes. Please follow us if you'd like on yes. our socials uh, at yes. too good to be too on yes. Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh god and you can email us that's what that's why we get our questions or you can dm us yeah. our email is too good to be too at gmail.com yeah um give us a listen and please tune in next week for an even better episode hopefully one that's on time yeah so see, see, you, see you soon bye, bye.